Hey guys, welcome back to Beyond the Barbell. I am Ben Alderman. And for this episode, we are going back into the vault and releasing another conversation we had at the 2017 CrossFit Games. This episode is with Justin Lowe of The Morning Chalk Up. The Morning Chalk Up, for those of you guys who don't know, is one of the top resources out there for keeping up with all things CrossFit. They have a newsletter and a website that if you haven't checked out yet, you've got to stop by and take a look for yourself. The hosts for this episode are our usual, Blair Morrison, and filling in for me as I was out on the CrossFit Games floor, demoing for the CrossFit Games athletes this year is my wife, Stephanie Alderman. I'd like to say that she didn't do as good of a job as I did, but when you listen, you hear that she's a natural at this. You guys are going to love this conversation, and towards the end, what you're going to find out is Blair and Justin share a similar interest that might surprise you. Enjoy, guys. Uh, all right, guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Barbell, the uh, CrossFit Games 2017 edition. I am Blair Morrison. As always, we are brought to you by Reebok, the official sponsor of CrossFit and the CrossFit Games. Joined by my lovely co-host, Stephanie Alderman. How much am I going to get paid for this? Uh, it's still in the works. So I'll have my people talk to your people. Okay. And uh, our guest... Our guest right now is Justin Lowe of The Morning Chalk Up. That's right. J. Lowe. A.K.A. J. Lowe on Instagram. Yep. Not that one. Not that J. Lowe. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I appreciate you stopping by. So uh, we just met over at the Fit Aid booth. That's right. First time. Uh, and it was being explained to me that the, the Morning Chalk Up is is like the Craigslist of CrossFit. <laughs> is that I accurate? I, I don't really think that's an accurate description. No, it's it's not really an aggregate uh, an accurate description. I mean, it's an aggregate of things that are online um, and that are going on in the CrossFit world, but you know, it is a newsletter at the end of the day, um, and we try and give it a little bit of uh, form and format to it so that people can find information that they're looking for. Uh, but really, it's most similar to the skim, uh, which is a... Uh, which is basically a morning newsletter for people that want to follow the news but don't want to follow it too closely, and it gives them a quick roundup of what's going on. It's a little bit pithy, you know. It's uh, sometimes satirical. It's written really colloquially so that people can understand it, you know. And we're just trying to, to write something that's different that just engages people. Dude, I appreciate anybody who's creating long-form content anymore. <laughs> so kudos yeah, to you, a, man. It's a labor of love. Tell us how you got into this. Where, what's your background? So I was working in politics for uh, the better part of seven years. Um, I was actually, my last job in politics was here in Wisconsin. I was working for uh, President uh, or Governor Walker's presidential campaign. Um, and after that uh, stopped, I kind of went a little bit soul-searching and moved to uh, Italy and worked on a farm. Uh, to do what exactly? Can you clarify that? Pigs and chickens, okay. which, uh, you know, I tell some of my friends is very similar to working in politics. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you did you know this farm existed when you went there? No, I found it online. I found it in this this uh, this website called Workaway and, uh, you know, worked it out with the owners. And it was kind of like a bed and breakfast slash farm. And so there wasn't, like, thousands of pigs and chickens and stuff. It was a small farm 
So yeah. you trade stay for your work on the farm. Yeah, that's, that's exactly awesome. right. They would I would get a couple of meals a day, and uh, I just had to take care of the place and clean up, and um, I didn't have to pay anything. And this is like a just like a reset for you. Yeah, and so I that's was cool. Twenty eight years old, twenty nine years old when I did that. So not usually when people typically decide they want to change careers, but. Yeah. Uh, after that happened, I decided to move back home to California, where I grew up, and be closer to my family and spend time with them. Uh, and that's kind of when the beginning process of thinking about the morning chalk up really started. Kind of like, what am I going to do next? Or, or did the idea launch, and then you thought, oh, this is it? Yeah, so I was actually planning to come home and start um, a digital marketing agency. Um, and so uh, I did do that, and then shortly thereafter... Because I had some extra free time, I was watching the 2016 CrossFit Open begin to get launched. And I was like, you know what? You know what? I wonder if CrossFit has, you know, an email, like a newsletter that really, like, just starts the morning. And with politics, we had those. You know, it's one of them, the most famous of them is the Politico playbook. And you wake up 6 a.m. and it, it gave, gives you a total lay of the land in the political space. And it aggregates a lot of the different stories and the different uh, themes going on in politics. And I was like, I wonder if CrossFit has one. And I looked around. Sure enough, they did not. So I was like, 24 hours later, I had sent out the first email. It looked like crap. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't well put together. But you know, everything has a starting point. So yeah. I just started moving from there on out, publishing seven days a week, and uh, trying to iterate it and get it a little bit better every time. Give me an outline of what topics that people could expect. So now we've really expanded our coverage to be extremely community-focused. We're focusing a lot okay. on um, you know, what's going on in the individual affiliates and the stories that, that really have gotten people to love CrossFit. And some of those are like, you know, we, we publish at least a couple times a week a story of how CrossFit has helped somebody achieve a goal. Mm-hmm. And, and for a lot of them, it's it's just really simple things. Like, I've been trying to lose weight. I've been trying to be able to play with my kids better and, like, not just be absolutely exhausted. You know, it's the things that got us to that sport, right? It was those, you know, first goals that we had when we showed up to an affiliate and we were scared and we were nervous and we saw people doing that. We highlight a lot of those because those are still happening. In fact, they're happening in greater numbers today than they were seven years ago when CrossFit really began to get much more mainstream and more popular. And so we focus a lot on that. We obviously cover the games, what's going on on the major athletes, because they're a huge driver of popularity and everyone's got their favorites. Um, And then we focus on nutrition and and tips. People are always looking to get better on things and they want better toast of our double unders or pull-ups, et cetera. So we try and grab everything for, you know, something for everybody. That's awesome. Yeah, okay, so... I've never read the skim or Politico playbook or, I mean, I go like. Blair doesn't read. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's why we're on a podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, with no video. But like, okay, so I, I, I get kind of irritated by the news because, at least national news, it's really hard to get national news that is just news. Right. Uh, it's all very, been, yeah, it's very laced with opinion and like, news. it's hard to just get just news. So. Is that your goal here is to just produce something that is purely informational or like you said, you mentioned some satire in there. Are you trying to like make it entertaining? We want to make it entertaining. I think if you use colloquial language and not to use a big word, but like 
you know, be down to earth. Common things. language. Common language. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to, like, put things out simply and in, a, in a format that people enjoy. And, and, you know, it's hard to write, give an example on the fly, like, how we would do that. But, you know, I think a phrase that we use a lot of times is, like, to press reset on something. And, like, people understand what that means, a reset button. Mm-hmm. Instead, we could say that in a much, you know, higher-minded fashion or, or use, you know, a little bit, you know, more sophisticated diction. But... You know, we we're, we're just regular people, and so we, you know, we just try and present what's going on. It's there's no real spin there. We, we we present a lot of facts for people at the end of the day, and we try and you know get to the heart of issues, and sometimes bring things to light that you know people didn't think okay, about. Okay, well, okay, bring things to light. That's kind of where I was going with this. Do you have any desire to allow the morning chalk up to turn into like a reporting site, like a news breaking site? Yeah. I mean, not that there's a I mean, a worldwide demand for... Like alerts? Like, like what the name of Rich's next child is going to be, you know? But, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. ha- you see that yeah. being, like, a part of it at some point? Uh, I think so. I think so in a little... He, he, he. So, we tried a little bit of breaking news type stuff, but it's a, it's a little bit about finding out the format. If you're going to be one single daily publication in the morning... It's going to be really challenging to break news because news happens all the day, all, all day, right? Unless if you have an exclusive on something, it's going to be hard well, to do you that. You need a Twitter channel. We we do need a Twitter channel uh, and a person to run it along with <laughs> it so that I can keep writing. Uh, there's a person to my right who would sign up for that in a second. I wouldn't want my name published. My dirt is good dirt. Good dirt. <laughs> Deep dirt. Deep dirt. So We have dug some holes. So, yeah, we do. We want to break news in a way that I think makes sense for a, a daily publication that comes out in the morning. And, and really, you know, it, we don't publish gossip. Like, those are things that we just don't stay – we stay away from. If people want to get involved in it, that's great. He's drawn, he's drawn the line in the sand, Blair. Yeah, we're we out. We don't publish gossip. Like, we don't – you know, things have to actually have a source and, oh. like, a fact at the end of the day. Like, you know, if something is going on or there's a rumor about somebody, that's just still a rumor. It's not – it doesn't mm-hmm. rise to the level of, you know, journalistic integrity to put it put, purport it as fast. And so we're not really trying to be the gossip channel. We're not trying to be, like, the person that's going to talk on, like, all the different dirt and stuff. They're juicy components to the sport of CrossFit already without getting too personal with things. And, you know, I think by and large, like, readers who enjoy CrossFit as a sport, as a part of their life, are not as interested in, in finding out about, like, the dirt on you know, X and X person, right? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, sometimes they are, and there's always an audience for that. So there's a line that you've drawn, like, we're going to stay in this gossip space. Gossip is the line. Gossip you is know. the line. But well, true fact, drama, you're letting it loose. True fact, like attached photos. <laughs> people changing teams, you know. No, people changing teams, I think, is totally fair game. I think, you know, um, I think if somebody is doing something like that, yeah, I mean, it, it, it does. We have a lot. We have a broad set of readers, and we have co- a lot of coaches, affiliate owners. We have a lot of sponsors that read us, you know, and and they're interested in that. They're interested in knowing that Colleen Fox decided that she wanted to go from being an individual athlete over to NorCal CrossFit, you know, and that was reported to me as a rumor, but I did not mention it until like it was verified. Solidified, yeah. Let's talk about that process, the verification process. Yeah. So now. I'm guessing this is a lot of phone calling and texting, and yeah. I, I want I want to imagine that you're like the Adam Schefter yes. of our world and going in like confirming stories. 
how much work goes into that side of things? So it's a balancing act, right? Because it's to dig up facts or dig up accuracy can take a lot of time, and not everybody is willing to. Not everybody knows who we are, so they're not like that hurts, right? right? Yeah, like they're like. We don't have – it's really easy to get in contact with public officials because you can call their office. I can't call the office, you know, of Brooke Entz and be like, hey, I heard that you were injured. I have to go, do I know anybody that knows Brooke Entz? Do I – okay, <laughs> perfect. Do, you know, do I know, okay, that person, do I feel comfortable asking them for their number? What about right. an email? Do I reach out through Instagram? And so, so a lot of it is getting access to the athletes who, you know, we're trying to actually report on can be challenged. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and so, so I'm thinking about your day. Are you setting up your posts for this next week and you're lining things up and you know that Tuesday yeah. you're you want to make sure that this is accurate and or I mean I'm picturing your day is that's that's a I, lot of content to load in a day. I probably write fifteen hundred to two thousand words every single day. Wow. And a lot of it, you know, we benefit from having good relationships with people that send us some things but a lot of what we write is timely and so sometimes we let content bake over a couple of days especially if it's something that we've written about um and but most of the time i wake up in the morning i get a lay of the land and i start putting together how we're going to shape tomorrow's news and and and, you know what we see more and more and more is that is that other content creators across the crossfit and, and and functional fitness space are seeing what we put out that day and they are reflecting those concepts and those ideas later on in their own publications and pieces. That's got to feel good. Yeah, it does. Like citing you as a source. They don't cite us. No, no, nobody cites us, which is fine and I and I don't put it, you know, I'm also benefiting and growing our audience on the backs of other people's content. And we link back to it. We don't purport it as our own. But at the same time, you know, um, I do wake up and I see or I see later on in the day, oh, it's interesting that, you know, you know, so-and-so's uh, Facebook page is uh, uh, posted this video that, uh, you know, was in the morning chalk up this morning, and I, and, you know, or a PR announcement or something. It's like, of course they could have seen it. Sometimes I give them the benefit of the doubt. Other times I know because I know who reads it. Right. Are you the only writer or do you have other people writing with you? I am the only writer. Okay. Um, I have uh, two other people. That, well, we have a European edition. So we have a European writer, Lucy oh, Madrid. Okay, all right. Coincidentally. Writes uh, about only European happenings. Writes, yeah. So we, we try and focus on the, the, the European athletes and, and affiliates, just like what we're doing here in the in the, the U.S. edition or the main edition is really U- U.S. focused. And then um, we have the European edition. And then, you know, we have some guys that are handling up tech and data. Um, so, you know, and then design. So we've got... You know other more technical aspects, uh, but I I do the content. I'm a little curious about how you gauge the public's interest. So, do you have any sort of uh, kind of like litmus test to see which topics they really want to hear about? Yeah, that's a tough one. It, it it is a tough one to know. Okay, where this sort of compass is pointing towards. Um, you know, some things are obvious, right? Open, regionals, games, those periods. You know, there's 350,000 people participating in the Open now, you know, as of last year. There's interest there. So there's obviously interest there, and, and you would be wrong not to cover it. Games, invitational, interest there. So, but, but beyond that, um, honestly, I use a lot of surveys that we build into our um, 
our email that smart that we ask people like what's going on what are they curious about um, we we get I get emails all day long from readers who are like loved that liked that didn't like that that was dumb and I respond to all of them and, so it, that was know, dumb that was dumb I had somebody tell me I should change my subject lines and I'm like thanks man I have people telling me they want to know what the top coaches are reading right now I, you know and so we get these things like somebody told me they wanted to know like what athletes had on their Spotify playlist so we made Spotify playlists for four games athletes as they were training for the CrossFit games and so we get a lot of we're really I think we're really in touch with the, the readers that are emailing us on a regular basis and you know, one of the other things, I write, we have a quote, an inspirational quote every single day, and I haven't looked for a quote in months because everybody sends them to me. That's, That's great. No, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, and, and I want them to send it to me. I think it's great because they're engaged and they're bought into the, ultimately to the product that, that we're putting out, and it makes my job a lot easier. All right. I got, I got an important question here. Yeah, lay it on me. Is your service free? Yes. Okay. How do you make money? We make money through sponsorships. So unlike ads, we have a lead sponsor of the day. So today's Morning Chalk Up was brought to you by Rock Tape. Um, and uh, Rock Tape has their message like yep. in, the, in the newsletter. Yep. We define some guidelines for our advertisers. We don't do images. We don't clutter it down with, you know, too much extra content. We put some caps on it and limitations. But we, by and large, we give them the freedom to be able to, to reach our audience. Um, and... Uh, so that's that's the way. We don't even have web ads. So do you have main sponsors, or do you have like a like sponsors are coming and going? You just kind of they want to yeah. take a couple weeks, and then that's it. So basically, you can we open up the morning chalk up for weekly sponsorships, unless if there's a special circumstance like Games Week where things are a little bit different. We're publishing on the weekends too, so. Uh, but but sponsors come in and they they sponsor the morning chalk up for the entire week. They they basically get you know access to our audience and 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 be able to you know tell all of them why their product is awesome and why they should you know uh, be involved with that. Uh, but we don't do web ads. Um, our website loads a heck of a lot faster as a result of it. And we as a former digital marketer who raised money online in politics. Um, I realized that click-through rates on web ads are abysmal and they're terrible. Users hate them. And you're basically, you know, you're basically scraping the bottom of the barrel to try and make a buck. And, you know, I think that dilutes ultimately the service that they get. And we didn't have a website for the first nine months. So obviously a website is not one of the critical components of us being successful. No, your whole business yeah, is the, delivering it to people. We're a newsletter, yeah. right? And we want to do that in a way that's not obtrusive. And I think that, you know, that's why we put the limitations on our sponsors to say it's an equal playing field. We're not going to allow somebody, you know, to come in and dominate the content and, um, you know, put in a big banner ad. We're a text-based publication. Write some text. How much text is it? It's usually right around 200 characters is what. That's it? Yeah. You get your it's, whole it's, newsletter done in 200 oh, characters? Oh, oh, the whole the whole content? I thought you meant that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm past the ads, man. Oh, dude, whatever. We, we're, we're like 1,500, 2,000 words and stuff. You know, because because sometimes we, we post, you know, some longer sections from when we clip through longer reads and stuff. Right. And so that, that stuff can add like three paragraphs right there. Just so Steph knows, that's like five to seven pages. Thank you, Blair. Thank you. It's a lot. Thanks. For someone 
for me who doesn't read but i know that mm-hmm. yeah yeah it can be a lot sometimes but like like aaron you know aaron, no, but you skim through aaron it you find Fidding, the headlines you know, you want. was just was just saying he's like it takes me like two minutes to get through it because we understand you know i understand that people don't spend time reading long form content you know the acronym tldr too long didn't read like we're never going to be that because we organize things in its sections. We don't just put it all out in one. And we, there used to be a time when there was the art of, you know, styling your, your written articles. And so we use a little bit of that art by bolding things that should be bolded. Right, we, yeah. We set those expectations for our readers. They know that names are bolded. You know, they know that other things are not bolded. And so they can catch it really quick. And we use cap, we use all caps on certain things too, because we've trained our readers to know, hey, this is their style, and we keep we keep discipline to it, and they're actually able to find like everything they're interested in. Some some of our readers, you know, they don't really care about what the games athletes are doing up top, but they do really care about the affiliate section. So they just shoop, swipe all the way down there. They learn a couple of cool things. They decide they want to click on something, and then they can read more if they want to, or they can watch the video or whatever it is. There's always a video. Oh yeah, there's always something. So we we've organized it like things to watch. Uh, you know, one section is things to watch, things to eat, things to buy. You know, things to and we just do that. We have it's like things to up top, and then it says buy, eat, no, try, do, download. Got you, got you. We want whatever, whatever kind of. You know, in the CrossFit Games release their app, we have put that on the things to download. When Caffeine and Kilos release their new app, we put that on the things to download. Tell people about you know something to download. It doesn't need a whole. 500 word post with the Instagram embed in it. You can say it in two sentences, and I think that you know we should. I'm starting to get the picture now. This is uh, taking shape in my mind. Do you have a um, places to go section? Blair. Good. Blair. Have you ever heard of Anywhere Fit? No. Should I have? Yes. No. Oh, no. Of course yeah. not. It's like oh. a very. <laughs> Under the radar, okay. amazing, okay. amazing. Um, is it an app? Did you search for things? It is not an app. Okay, but it might. It be is one real day. life action. It is fitness adventure trips. That's I've been awesome. running since 2011. Anyways, sounds pretty. You're awesome looking at actually. the man. If yeah, the myth, you're looking at the legend, the man, Blair Morrison. Done ten trips now: Iceland, New Zealand, oh, wow. Thailand, Greece, Fantastic. Alaska, Croatia, and you name it. Um, anyways, if you had a places to go section, I think that's where that would slide in. I think that I, I or like trips that. to take that kind of thing. I like anyways, that. I like that format. I'm just imagining it now. I would definitely skip over the game stuff, right? Yeah. I would look at the maybe the coaching tips or things to try. Yeah, that's great, dude. I like. Where that are you a lot. from? I grew up in Temecula, California, which is in Southern California. Yeah. Um, spent most of my life, about 20 years, living in California now. And the other part, really, in D.C. Uh, okay. So, right, which we got to talk about. Yeah, we could talk. Yeah, we got to. Uh, All right, you were on Capitol Hill. I was on you, Capitol Hill. You were on Capitol Hill. I lived in the West End, um, Foggy Bottom area. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Right, great area. One of the best names of any neighborhood in America. <laughs> Foggy Bottom. Foggy That's a Bottom. real place. Um, all right, well, give me some of your favorite. That's why you want to bring color back so bad. Yeah. Living in Foggy Bottom. <laughs> foggy Bottom, bringing color back. Can you tell me, remember some of your favorite spots to go out? Oh, yeah. Like, if you, I lived on Capitol Hill and I worked on Capitol Hill. So, 
you know, if you're a hill rat, you're going to go to what's convenient and close, and that's always Pennsylvania Avenue. Gotcha. You know, if you live downtown, you might, you know, have a different spot. So some of my favorites were always Capital Lounge, Cap Lounge is commonly called. Um, you know, when I moved there, you know, Blair, when you lived there, there the, the D.C. bar slash restaurant scene was not good. D.C.'s gone through a total transformation. We now it wasn't? Have, I thought it was great. Well, it's divey and sometimes a little unsafe. <laughs> it depends on where you're going. That's I did not do a lot of Capitol of Blair. Hill. I'll admit that. So, yeah, I went Chinatown, oh, Chinatown Adams Morgan, nice. DuPont yeah. Circle. Admo. Adam Morgan could be a little, it can be a little crazy up there, but, you know, 8th Street, H Street. H Street was just coming up. You know, and H Street still just took a long time for it to feel safe. You know, like, it was always very sketchy, and so. Well, it was in Northeast. Well, that's right? H Street Northeast. It's like. You're not trying to go there. It's, it's like, you know. It's been bad for many years. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I mean, D.C. at one point was the highest murder rate in the nation. That's true. So, uh, so my, yeah, Cap Lounge is one of my favorite places. Uh, Molly Malone's I was at a lot because I lived right in the neighborhood. That's on 8th Street. Um, Irish-style uh, pub that has opened up. Um, Hawk and Dove was great. Poor House was great. You know, these are your classic, like, capital establishments, right? These are your, you know, if you go in there on a Thursday evening happy hour, you're going to see... You know, uh, uh, you know, folks that work uh, in AIDS Congress and lobbyists and, and, yeah. lobbyists and AIDS and, you know, uh, it's just it, – I always describe to people, like, what's it like working on Capitol Hill? And I'm just like, it's kind of like working uh, and living in a giant fraternity or sorority uh, where uh, you just have a little more money, but not a lot. Do you miss it? I'm now just, that you're out of it for this amount of time? I love the city of D.C. I think it's a phenomenal and beautiful place. It really has a lot to offer, and it's so much fun. I, I have some great friends there. I do not miss working in politics, though, which is okay. which is to be different. I always have a great time when I go back there, and I go back pretty often. Actually, I go back three or four times a year. Um, but I don't miss working there. Don't miss the job. Yeah. I don't miss 10, 8, 10 p.m. nights. I don't miss... You know, literally running out the door to try and catch a bike to go to CrossFit only to come back to work later on. You know, I hate not being able to press pause on anything. Um, And, you know, it's sort of just everybody who's there is super smart, super driven. They're all type A. So you're just hustling. And and, and part of that hustle and learning that hustle is what made Morning Chalk Up now successful and it's what's what's helped it grow because I know how to hustle and I have that mentality, that mindset. But that's not how I want to live my entire life. And that's ultimately almost the biggest reason why I got out of politics was because there was no balance. When I moved to Washington, D.C. in 2006, my plan was to work on Capitol Hill for a senator. So I enter, I was I got there at mid, right before the midterm elections, like in September of, of 2006. And I was like, I went to Barbara Boxers. I went to Giant Feinstein's California senators, right? Mm-hmm. I went, even went to one of the House representative guys. I can't remember. might have been Lundgren. Nobody was hiring at that Dan time. Dan Lundgren. Yeah. Nobody was hiring because it was midterm elections. No, nobody's sure who's going to yeah. have a job or not, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I got, we'll just push it off a couple months. Yep. So I went up there and I did the, a couple interviews and... Even just that bit of a toe in the water, just being there, not even working, it was an absolute frenzy. Yeah. And, like, you could tell, the way I, way I would describe it is, it was like these people, and they may have been in reality, were all on coke. 
Yeah. And like it was caffeine, but so much high <laughs> energy. And like, That's good to hear. You tell people were just they were living on adrenaline, and it was like a very exciting thing. Yeah. But. Dude, people yeah. were people unhealthy. Oh yeah, and that's what that's what uh, ultimately booze, what turned me off to it. A it lot of like, booze, a lot of coffee, a lot of hangovers. Yeah. A lot. I mean, it's it's go 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 go. Like there are no breaks, there are no pauses. You have to really be be ready and willing to commit. You know, ninety eight percent of your time, if it's what call what if that's what it calls for. It's know? like the rest of your life is sacrificed for it. Well, it seems like you know, people see the 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 top aides in the industry. They see the the folks that have the jobs downtown, and these guys are pulling one fifty men. Like these guys are coming out of Capitol Hill after working five or six years, establishing a lot of clout and great relationships, and then they get they they walk out of there and they get a fifty thousand dollar pay raise. You know, and that's that's a real life scenario. You know, that is. You know, if I decided to not, you know, return into politics but wanted to, you know, move back downtown and get a job at a PR firm and run digital, you know, for some agency, which was a very big reality, you know, you're going to be like, oh, there's a $40,000 pay raise waiting for you, you know. And then you look back and you're like, four years ago I was barely making $40,000 and now I'm getting that as a pay raise. And that's just true. So, you know, they do they, – they, they in the hope that when they turn 30 – you know, they're they're really at an opportunity to finally make up for the many years where they weren't. Those are good years you're sacrificing, though. Yeah, they're right? the best. Yeah. But. <laughs> I had a lot of buddies out of college. I went to Princeton, so we had a lot of people going oh, to Wall sure, Street. Oh, sure, sure. And they went up there. and 100-hour invest- weeks. Yeah, 100-hour weeks investment banking. Yep. And it was like they aged 10 years and three. You know, but at the end of that time, they're moving up and they're making, yep. you know, 180 yep. grand a year. Yeah, like, but it's, it's that mentality okay. that just was like, you know, there's more to life than that. You know, I oh, there just, is, and they all say that now. They, they do. I have such a respect and appreciation for somebody who can find something that they're good at. And maybe they didn't love where it had them, but that they can take something like maybe CrossFit or fitness or that yeah. world that you do love and pair the two yeah. and make it the life that you want to have. Yeah. I mean, I think the, that's the goal, right? The cool that's thing, the goal. and I've seen this a couple of times. You know, there's a role, uh, story in Roll Call about me. A reporter called me and did a profile, a mini profile piece on me, uh, because I used to work on Capitol Hill, and, and and so it was like where they are now, sort of thing, and what they're doing and stuff. And um, I told I told her, you know, it's really great. I'm actually seeing an area where there's some influence and some marrying together of two of my favorite things, two of the things I spent most of my time doing as an adult, which is CrossFit. And politics, you know, uh, the other day, um, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, Daryl Issa, Congressman Daryl Issa, was former boss of mine, did a, did a speaking event at uh, a CrossFit gym down in San, Lu- San Juan Capistrano, not talking about CrossFit. And, you know, uh, less than a month before that, Greg Glassman and Daryl Issa had done an event in Capitol Hill talking about, you know, the role of Coca-Cola yeah. in, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in the health research and, um, and the NIH and, and things like that and funding grants, which, you know, I think is, is great that they're doing that. So, but Daryl Issa was my former boss. I've worked, for, I worked for him for four years on Capitol Hill, you know, wow. and, and so that meeting and that relationship happened. You know, as a result of the fact that they knew CrossFit through me already. That's you know, awesome. My office saw me leaving and going to, uh, you know, CrossFit, changing changing my clothes. Goodbye, boys, suit. Picking up my yeah. backpack and getting out of my suit. Going to the phone booth. And, yeah, exactly, yeah. changing. And then be like, all right, guys, you know, and they all knew I was going to CrossFit. I was in my CrossFit sh- shorts, you know, my Nanos and stuff, and I was going to get on my bike in 30-degree weather and, you know, bike down to CrossFit. And, you know, I worked for um, – uh, Governor Walker here in the state when he was running for president, I had 
you know, the games had just concluded, and I was like, oh, man, I'm having a hard time making class at 7.30 p.m. So I bought used I'm going to quit my job. And I, sh- and no, I, no. I bought used games equipment from Rogue, and I shipped it to the campaign headquarters. Yes. And I was doing, like, you know, workouts with a couple of bumper plates, a, <laughs> a, a box, and one kettlebell in the garage of campaign headquarters. And so, um, you know, but today. It would be awesome uh, to yeah. see some videos of that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's bad. But, you know, so there, uh, today or yesterday, Governor Walker penned a little, like, note about CrossFit, you know. And, and you know, everybody on staff knew Justin was in the garage doing CrossFit. You know? Really? Yeah. And so That's it's, like, so it's, great, cool. it's kind of cool to see that. And now, you know, the, it, CrossFit has a much bigger D.C. presence. Um, Russ Green is out there living there, you know. And, oh, yeah. And, I know and, Russ. I know yeah. Russ from back before. Dude, I got... I got stories about Russ. Uh oh. Uh oh. No gossip, Blair. No, no. gossip. Dude, we both. Oh. I was personal training at Balance Gym. Oh, in DC. Yeah. Oh. Before it was like oh. all over the place. Yeah, right. It was, right. It was just before up they in. We were here at the games. Yeah, I know, and they're here now. Yeah. But um, anyways, I met Russ there because him and this other guy Ben Bordelay love to just lift barefoot. So they would be I, in there totally doing like I've worked out with Russ. hard power cleans on the wooden floor, just stomping the shit oh. out of it barefoot. I'm just like, <laughs> fellas, I know like the barefoot running movement is getting right, big, right, but like, right. ouch, that's got to hurt, you know? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> they probably did Helen barefoot too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did everything barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all right, that keep, seems, continue. Like Russ, so yeah. Well, Russ has, you know, Russ is out in D.C. and he's like, you know, their their guy in D.C. that's really, you know, helping, you know, Greg and, and CrossFit with with uh, you know the issues like Coca Cola, um, you know, and the licensure issue that they had a while back, you know, over. Um, you know regulations and, and, and you know the sports licensing yeah, right. for, uh, xfit uh, health, and things yeah health fitness licensing and stuff so you know it's cool to see these these kind of sometimes coming together and I, i'm seeing that more and more the the confluence uh, politics and i'm you know, i'm glad some of the, the areas where i worked you know uh that people are you know seeing the sport and kind of recognizing it and so, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you said you're a hustler, I wanted to clarify that. You started this beast 18 months ago. Yeah. And it's rolling. Yeah. 25,000 subscribers? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Um, 70-something thousand fans on Facebook. Um, you know, we just pick the best stuff that's out there, and we just put it up on Facebook for fun, you know, and... Um, yeah, last year at the games we had like 2,000. I think we just hit 2,000 subscribers, and which we were. I was just like off the charts about it. You know, I, I knew how hard that effort was going to be, but I was like 2,000. Like we just started this, you know, the open that year, and um, and maybe like eight or nine thousand on Facebook, and so we've grown a lot. Of, a lot. So 18 months later, you're at the games, 2017. What's your role here this weekend? What do you do? Yeah, so um, you know, I'm I'm covering the games as a as a credentialed you know reporter basically, and you know I was just interviewing Carly Matthews um, about you know a really unfortunate injury that she had. So what I'm trying to do for our readers here and why I'm spending so much time on the ground and and, and kind of watching all of these events is not everybody's going to be able to watch it. They have work today. That that was a you know for some people that was a thing that they had to do, and uh, I'm trying to do two things. Number one, give everybody a lay of the land of what it's what's going on here. What's going on here from the event standpoint? Give them kind of a recap of what's going on. Um, some of the fun things that are happening in the vendor village and and you know the parties at like Beyond the Barbell. How cool the guy the and guy girl, uh, has a bull <laughs> that you can ride and that's super cool. Um, <laughs> oh, we're going there next. Yeah, meet with meet with some old friends, make some new friends, um, 
And, uh, you know, also, you know, one of the cool things that we like to do is we do this section called, like, Fun Facts, and we're doing games by the numbers. So we, we tallied up, like, all, you know, all the total weight snatched yesterday and what that av- what the average weight snatch per, per, you know, per man and per woman was during the teen event. You know, we pull out those things because the games is a 10-hour day here. You know, and there's a lot to watch, and we know that you know if we can do the job of pulling out some of the best nuggets for people and kind of giving them a little bit of the Sports Center highlight, that they're like, yeah, that's cool, man. You know, oh, 17-year-old snatch, 291 pounds. It's the highest recorded snatch wow. ever at the CrossFit Games up until Today. Neil Maddox did it. And but then Neil Maddox was, and now it was broken by uh, Garrett Fisher when he hit 305. But like, we're pull- we're making sure to highlight that fact. Like, Garrett Fisher has now snatched the most of you know weight of any male ever at the CrossFit Games. And wow. You know, we're going to, we're like a little fun fact and you'll see it down below and you'll get, you know, to know some of the fun things that are going on. And so that's kind of what I'm doing here and hopefully to make some new, uh, new, new contacts that, uh, you know, will send me good information, juicy tidbits and stuff here and there. That's right. That's right. What's next? What do you want to do next? That's a great Loaded question. question. Sorry. Well, it's, unknown. Yeah. I mean. You know, I think I think anytime you're doing something, you're creating content. There's a there's a tendency to, to believe that you're not doing enough, mm-hmm. right? You have to do something new. Um, you always want to do that. Even I, owning gyms, yeah. we're like that. What's next? Yeah, what like, are you going to do next? You know, oh, the, the bumper plates aren't good here. We got to move them over there. And yeah. Sometimes you waste a lot of time doing. I do that, that all the time. That's Ben. The only thing he redecorates is our gym. I know. I know. <laughs> but speaking like, of the devil. Speaking of him. <laughs> so so what's next? I I, I don't really have like a thing. Is specifically, we're trying to grow 100%. Like, we're trying to add more subscribers. Um, we, you know, fundamentally, at the end of the day, like, people are staying and they're reading and they're not unsubscribing. They're sticking around. And so our retention rate is great. So we know something. We're doing a good job. But we want to focus more on original content. Like, we do want to spend more time writing stories. And we're doing it more and more now. But we're going we're gonna to keep doing it. And I think we want to get even better at it. Do you uh, seek out any freelance content? We don't seek it out, but we get offered get submissions. A lot. Yeah. We get a lot of people submitting th- some things, um, and it. Blair wants to be Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, well, eventually, I think we're gonna get to like you know having to really rely on some extra help because there's only so much you can write. That's what I was thinking is you're probably blown up all the time with people wanting you to release this or promote this or sell this. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Um, I'm excited at that. I'm glad that people really want to submit their content. They're like, you know what? That's super cool. Like... It's not always, you know, who we are, though, and a lot. Sometimes we deny, you know, the the request because it's just like that's not us. Like you're writing right. something that really isn't us. And discipline to your mission and like being disciplined to who you are, I think, is super important. So sometimes I do say no, like just because I'm like, this just isn't what we write. Like this isn't the stuff that we put out. Other people do, but for sure you got to stay true to you. By that, like I love the fact yeah. that people want to be involved, right? Like that warms my heart for sure. Well, I want to be a featured essayist. If you guys ever have that, Peter, if you ever Parker. have that, <laughs> we do guest. We do allow guest writers. We have the morning chalk up. He wants to prove that he is a reader and a writer. <laughs> I'm going to submit some stuff under a pseudonym. Under a never it's name. like Borderline Capitol Hill. You're almost there. It's, You're almost there. 
<laughs> All right, man. Uh, we'll get you out of here. Uh, where uh, where can people follow you and the Morning Chalk Up? Yeah, uh, morningchalkup.com. Uh, you can, you'll find a, a, a nicely styled uh, subscribe button in the top right corner. Uh, if you sign up, uh, you'll start getting the emails the next day. Um, if not, on facebook.com slash morningchalkup, uh, you can email me, justin at morningchalkup.com. I guarantee you I will respond. Unless if you put, like, free CrossFit clothing in the subject line and the spam filter puts it away. But. I would like to remake your website. That's my favorite one. Please. We don't want you to redo our website. Um, uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much. It was really nice to meet you. You did an awesome it. job. Make sure you guys go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star rating um, so we can continue to bring you guys great interviews with... You know, industry leaders like Justin, you're the only guy out here doing this, man. I love it. And it makes me so proud unique. Of, it's so cool. Yeah, it yeah, makes me proud you. of America and whoever <laughs> else that people are still willing to sit down and read real stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Just scrolling uh, through pictures. Some people definitely were like, no one's going to read that. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm There's an appetite shot. for this. I, I argue all the time with people like, why is YouTube the best version of social media? Because it lives forever, yeah. right? That's why it's the best. You can go through it and look at a video from 10 years ago, and it's yeah. still there. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't happen on Instagram. It doesn't happen on Twitter. Like, you have to physically That's true. make an effort to go That's do that. That's true. So, anyways, man, great meeting you. Thank Looking you. Looking forward to subscribing because I want – I'm going to follow it. That's yeah, awesome. for sure. Thank you. And uh, you see some great uh, – Great pros coming your way. Yeah. I just want to leave a disclaimer right now that if you see something published that you're not really a fan of, I didn't tell him. (laughs) I didn't tell him. (laughs) Remember, no gossip. That's right. right. Thanks a lot, Justin.